very thankful. So you just led him in the prayer. Mm -hmm. yes. He told me he was ready. <laughs> yes, yes. You uh, really quickly, I just wanted to share as a very proud parent of my daughter, Joy, that we've tried to raise her right, and I you know, trust the Lord for that. But I remember my wife and I were, you know, as she was younger, trying to get her to accept Jesus into her heart. I can't remember how old she was, three, four, or something. But she was processing things, and she, she wasn't ready. She didn't pray with us. And uh, her preschool teacher at the time, Lila Mattingly, said a prayer of salvation with our daughter, Joy. And uh, as much as I had to let that pride go that it wasn't me, thank God for our preschool teachers and our elementary teachers and the other people that are involved. Lord, I just pray for our children that you will surround them by good, godly people, Lord. And we do our best as parents. Give us as parents wisdom, Lord, from you. But uh, we thank you for our children and that they are protected and they are drawn to your spirit by other believers in the family of God. In Jesus' name, amen. And they're protected when they take driver's education. Yeah, another story. Amen. Amen. Which is what Joyce is doing now. Her joy is. All right, we will. Let's stand up together, greet each other, and the kids can go to children's church. You can follow the leaders there if you're new. They'll help you find your class. We have, we have a few announcements here. Well, parents are still all bringing their children and such to class. Um, once again, I want to invite all believers in Jesus Christ to partake in communion with us in a little bit. And we will be having a coffee time after the service today, like fellowship that. time. And then this Wednesday we'll have our touch point at 10 o'clock. Joyce and I will be sharing. Six o'clock Wednesday will be our youth group meeting. And here's just a note, something for you to think about, that uh, in March there's a Bible class going to be starting. It's a faith building series featuring Andrew Womack. It's led by Scott and Cindy Davis. And that'll be at 6.30 on nights um, beginning on March 9 that is <clears throat> and then they do have a need for children's worker uh, on Wednesday evening when that begins ages 1 through 4 so you, there's a number I believe it's on the wall there if you are interested in helping with that so uh, giving of tithes and offerings to our church, to Ten Strike Community Church. We have boxes in the back for those of us that are here where we can, there's envelopes also to indicate things. Sometimes we have special offerings. Not too long, possibly one coming up for the youth room. I think we need some lights up there, so we may have a special offering for that. We'll let you know. Um, and then for those of you that are online watching, you can send 
your tithes and offerings to Box 67, 10 Strike, Minnesota, 56683. And uh, you can also go to our website, 10strikechurch.com. I also want to mention that this Tuesday night, there are the caucuses for the Democrat Party and the Republican Party. Maybe other parties too, I suppose, but many of the folks in these, this area, it depends where you're, you're living. You're, I know we have people coming from a lot of the high school, the commons area in the high school is where um, a lot of the of the ones close to Bemidji would be attending. And then also I had this word from Pastor Dean. You might have seen it on our Facebook page uh, or emailed to you, but I thought I would read it. Pastor Dean is watching this morning. Uh, hi, Pastor Dean. Let's say that, okay? Hi, hi Pastor, Pastor Dean. Dean. <laughs> Um, so, so I'll read this for you, Pastor Dean. Greetings, TCC family. This is Pastor Dean giving an update on what's been happening to me. Over the past few months, I've been struggling with weakness in my knees, and it has become progressively worse, and I wound up in Sanford Center Hospital last week. The doctor has stated that the issues I'm dealing with are probably complications of diabetes. <clears throat> I thank you all for your prayers and support. I am presently in Good Samaritan Nursing Home to receive strengthening for my legs. I have two therapy sessions scheduled today and I believe that they are helping. Please agree with me that I will regain use of my legs and mobility and ability to go about needed functions in life. Thanks again for those that have reached out and for those that have prayed and have stepped out to help meet my needs. God bless. Let's agree together with Jesus who said, you may ask me for anything and I will do it. Thank you, Lord, you are faithful. And then I also want to mention uh, We'll continue to pray for Mary Salmonson. She is leaving, I believe, this week to go to Seattle to where, as Rob was sharing last week, her brother was uh, killed. Uh, he was riding his bike and hit by an automobile. And uh, so we'll just keep lifting them up before the Lord uh, in that situation. And we continue to remember our overseas mission team yes. as well. So, hallelujah. I believe Joyce is going to start out this morning, right? You aren't even doing the intro? Well, I could do that yeah. if you want. Title, Our Guiding Light, Part 3. Summary, the living lamp of the Holy Spirit within and the living lamp of God's Word are our guiding light for 2022. By the way, this Wednesday when we have the touch point, it'll be 2 2 22. I like that. Yeah. We'll have to do something special. Yeah. And the, the Spirit and the Word that bring illumination and revelation concerning each step of our upcoming years. 
journey with the Lord. And so we're going to be sharing. So I'm not going to be sharing about the upcoming part. Steve asked me to share about the other part. History. (laughs) Yeah, the history, um, which I did not want to do. Um, You didn't want to do it? No, I said that several times. I kept asking you. I said, you got pages of scriptures. Are you sure? You aren't the one that's supposed to be. But there was so many confirmations that for some reason I'm supposed to share the dark times from my past. I did it up through um, college. But um, earlier this month, we went to Truebridge Pastors Retreat in Brainerd. And we're sitting there, and Pastor Larry Dorman gave his personal testimony complete with pictures, he even had pictures about the dark times. And I was just sitting there, and then Annie Wing, when it was her time to speak, she shared the dark times in her personal testimony. Then I realized at home different times, I'm watching different um, ministries while I'm in the exercise room, they were sharing from their past, the dark times, but how that song says, you've been so faithful <laughs> in those dark nights. You've been so good. You just Your goodness is running after, running after us. So I will continue with... Yeah, I would, you know, it's not easy to share some things, and I kind of understand what you're saying. It would be nice just to not talk about them, but <laughs> the thing is, we're all people, and we all go through stuff, right? And the thing is, we can relate to each other then. And the thing is, the message that we have is, God is faithful, oh, and He is faithful. Yes. And no matter what it is you're going through, <clears throat> He'll bring you through it. Yes. <laughs> he won't leave you in the middle, but we keep looking to Him and yes. seeking Him. Yes. So Steve helped me once again to type things out. So he says, joy sharing. Start with the marriage of 1975. Oh, October 4th. That makes it sound like that was was one of my dark times. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't. (laughs) It was a very good day. It was a good wedding. It's a good marriage. But, oh, picture number one. We got a picture. Do we or didn't we get pictures for no, this we got morning? Pictures, yeah. I never thought to check. Nope, that's number one. It's the one where there's the wedding party. Picture number one. That's it. Nope, that's not it. Number one. It's there's two wedding parties. It's the one where Steve and I are the bride and groom. Sorry. Well, that's one of them. That was on the altar table. I drew and painted the praying hands picture for our, our wedding. Okay, and there's one before that, or somewhere in there. Is there a full? I no. Mean, <laughs> I, I Those are all coming. If it's not there, that's okay. We can go on. No, okay. That's not my wedding. That's not at the wedding for sure. 
anyway, there is a picture from our wedding um, showing Dave, Tim, Chris, Julie, his siblings, and um, that one's up there sometime. We'll put it up maybe. But when I did that, I just had that prompting with that praying hands for the altar table at our wedding. I had no clue the role, the part that prayer would be in my marriage. I didn't have a clue. We just knew we both loved the Lord and we prayed together. We prayed to the Lord separately. But first year of marriage, Steve was going to SDSU, working on his master's degree for guidance and counseling, taking odd jobs at a farm. I was principal of a small Christian grade school there. During the first year of our marriage, Steve began to experience random panic attacks. Is that what you call it? Not then, they didn't. No, no. Because there was one time I went in the emergency room because of it, and I never said anything about a panic attack. But. Yeah. So anyway. Now, now that's what the, yeah. they, they call them, panic attacks. And never knew when they were going to come. There was even times when he would be laying on the bed, he would take my hand, and he thought he was dying. So he would be saying he loved me. But he loved me, but like he was going to die. That's how strong those panic attacks were. At the same time, uh, with teaching, the first year I taught, there were two new families that moved into the school from out of state. One of them had a father that was, I would call him a strange, very religious, strict man. Um, I had three of his students in our school. and. As things, the first year we got through it, the second year, I would say there was more manifestations of evil from him. He was controlling, had a bad temper, included swearing at me. He would try to come after school hours to um, speak against me concerning something with his children. I remember one was when we were having like a little field day out on the playground and he found out his daughter was running races and with swearing he tells me he never wanted his daughter to do that again on the school property, whatever. It was just irrational. But he also was very religious. Yeah, describe it a little bit. Would always put on a air or a front of being very super spiritual, and I remember he did attend the church where Dad pastored a few, some a few times, not real often, but I, I still remember he would sing so loud, which is good, but yet his voice was way up above everybody else's and. He was drawing attention to himself and seemed very spiritual. But that's where we need that discernment of the Lord, you know, in these days especially. There's a lot of deception. 
and people that are walking in deception. So um, when they first started to happen, because of what Steve was going through, I didn't want to add more pressure to him. But it came to the point where I had the freedom to talk to the school board president or members of the school board or when we had our monthly school board meetings. And I was so thankful for their covering me. And I realized I didn't have to solve this. They began in the community themselves to experience encounters with him so they knew what I was talking about. So um, after the second year of teaching there, the Lord just opened the doors for um, the whole family to move here to Tenstrike, and we began this church, or coming to this church, but we found out after we left, the man was so deceived, he thought God had said he could put away his first wife into a bedroom in their basement, keep her fed or whatever, but take a second wife. So when we would see that family, those three children's mother was in that basement, confined to the basement. When we were in his home with meals or whatever, she was right below us in a locked room with his new wife, who we thought was the mother of the children. He was apprehended by authorities after we left, but bizarre. So is there a picture there showing, um, I have it labeled number three. It's the old Pomp family photo. I don't know if we're gonna get that or not. Should I just skip the pictures? <laughs> well, yeah? There were, I saw it up there Oh, earlier. you did? That's it. That's what the pomps looked like before they moved up here. <laughs> I love it. See sweet Julie? That beautiful blonde here. Like with that person that was doing that, he was in deception himself. He thought he was doing right. He was convincing himself that what he was he that he was walking in the light. But we know very well he wasn't walking in the light of God's word. Like it says in, in the scripture that we'll look at again in a little bit, when we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from sin. He had convinced himself that it was okay to do this, to marry another woman when he still was married to this one and it's bizarre is the word, I guess, is, is the word that came to us. And that's extreme. But the thing is, we're in, we're in a day when what we need to do is walk closely with the Lord and walk in the light. And when we do, when we, the Lord shows us something to do from the word, then we act it out. I mean, we, we're doers of the word, not just hearers of it. This is extreme, we know. And it was not leading to life. And it did not lead to life to him because he eventually was found out and, you know, it was not good. But thank God we can walk in the light. Yes. 
That's so true. Is in that inner lamp yes. that's in us of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. Yes. They can lead us into life. Yes. But the key was, and this is what I have in my notes over and over again, with each of these things that I was going through, I had to make a personal choice to keep praying, to stay in the Word. Like, I didn't know how to pray about these things, the things Steve was experiencing, the stuff with this man. It was so disappointing to me because I love to teach. Um, but it, for, that was Romans 8, 26. When you don't know how to pray, the Holy Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. Boy, I start praying in the Spirit. Um, and then 1 Corinthians 14, verse 15 says, I will pray with the Spirit. I will pray with my understanding. Personally choosing in those dark times, what do I do? This is what I do. I keep praying. I keep reading the word. And then the, his word, Psalm 119, 105, staying with his word is the lamp to our feet, the light to our path in the midst of the disappointing Times, the hard to understand times. Jesus said the enemy, the thief, that's our spiritual enemy in the spirit realm, the devil, Satan. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And in our lives, that's what he'll try to do. You know, right off the bat there, when we got married, that's what he was trying to do. He was trying to steal from us. Uh, with those panic attacks. But uh, I, I do want to tell you, you've, many of you heard this before, but there is deliverance from panic attacks Amen. and spirits of fear. Many people deal with spirits of fear. You know, there's a, there's a fear, but then there's something that is, what, maybe inordinate? I mean, it's, it's like it tries to overtake you. I mean, it just... And that's what those panic attacks were. I really did feel like I was dying. And I know there's others that have had that too. After the first time I shared about this many years ago, I was surprised how many people came up to me and said, I had the same thing. I've had the same thing that I dealt with in my life. But there is victory in Jesus. God is faithful. And as we look to him, is that lamp within and the word of God there is deliverance let me tell you I'm free from that amen isn't that wonderful yes praise God yes so yes so the family then we moved here to 10 strike I want to show the I love the Pomp family I left my family in southwest Minnesota and I knew very quickly I had a mom and a dad, mom and dad pomp, and I had siblings and their mates to be a family to me, because I didn't see mine as much. The picture, I think, or did you want that one up there now? Of oh, way yeah, back or not? number three, way back. I, I think know. they saw that one already. I didn't get them numbered right, or maybe I didn't. No, that's that's it. it. And then that's 10, show the one 10 years later. 
I love it. <laughs> That's the Pomp family 10 years later. So, um, that was Julie, by the way, on the right. Go to the last picture again. That's Julie on the right there. Hi, Julie. <laughs> Yeah, I said that already. Oh, you did? Okay, okay, I'm sorry. I'm doing, I'm doing one of those things again here. So anyway... This is um, a little unusual when you're sharing together like this. I mean, you're trying yeah. to listen, but... Yeah, he's looking at his scriptures, too. trying to listen too. and listen, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, I have down a date. Um, March 18, 1991, Steve's surgery to remove a burst appendix. This was nine years after he began pastoring here. Um, doctors said it had been burst for three months. He'd been doctoring. They couldn't find the, the source of it. Show picture um, five with him in the hospital bed. You can find that. It shows our children at the time were five eight and 11, the boys are wearing their Royal Ranger vests. Where's Mark? <laughs> Yay, Royal Rangers. And that's the next one. The kids would help him when he was able to get out of the bed to start walking. Look at that picture, Steve. What does that remind you of? We were just there. Can you share about that? Oh, what about it? Oh, yeah. Oh, when I went to see Pastor Dean, he was just a few doors down from. Yeah. A few doors know. down from the room where Steve was for nine days. Uh, the Lord spared his life miraculously. And um, again, the personal choice I had to make in the midst of that, it wasn't the day of the surgery. It was for 16 months, a total, because I felt in my heart uh, January 1 of the year before, I just felt, it was like the Lord saying, pray for your husband's life daily. So I carried that, not telling him, I carried that, notice the prayer. It was with my understanding, but an awful lot of it was with the Spirit, because I knew not how to pray. He began to feel ill the following year in January, but the surgery wasn't until March, and then there was recovery time afterwards. Oh, how I thank the Lord for his faithfulness and the working of his spirit in the midst of such unwelcome darkness. He remains so faithful. He continues to be light in the midst of our darkness. I love that. And then um, one year later, um, could you put up picture seven? It's a picture of my parents' farm in Leota, Minnesota. That's it. It's a wonderful farm. It was a centennial farm. Those huge trees were 100-year-old cottonwood trees. Um, all the farm buildings and the house on this side was my sister and her husband's new home. They lived there with their three children. 
But on June 16, 1992, show picture eight, there was an F5 tornado direct hit on that farm. Seconds later, show the next picture, number nine. Show number seven again, the full farm. That's where I grew up. That's where we would bring our kids to visit Grandpa Bud, Grandma Clara. Oh, they loved playing in the hay mow. There were so many buildings. There were so many, Sarah would do probably playhouses with her cousin Paula and uh, show number eight. The time that this photograph was taken, it was taken by my brother-in-law in Leota, who saw it. My relatives were in the basement as this was happening, being preserved and saved. Show number nine, seconds later. It's called the Buffalo Ridge Tornado because it started, if you've ever been to the Blue Mountain State Park, in uh, Buffalo Ridge there in southwest Minnesota, that's where it started. There's been at least two books written about it. You know, one book is that thick. I mean, it's a big book with people's testimonies about what happened and pictures and all that. Yes. So once again, it was a dark time. It wasn't just that day. It was the process of going back there, seeing what we saw, trying to help, help, help. You know, how, how do you understand this? The shock of this, the shock, like Mary Salmonson expressed last Sunday, shock with her brother's sudden death. Um, but it went on because there's a whole process when there's been a fire or a tornado. Any of you that know that there's a whole process. It takes time, uh, cleanup, um, all of the process. And then my, our brother-in-law, Dave, is a builder, so he began by building a new home for him and my sister. After that, then he began building a new home for my parents. So this went over quite a while of time. We rejoice in God's faithfulness. He preserved their lives from destruction in Jesus' name. And then two years after that, on November 9, 1994, Steve had to have a follow-up surgery to remove a large abscess of infection as a result of that earlier um, burst appendix. And that by then the kids were 9, 12, and 15. Again, I put here, I personally chose. I had to choose once again to pray with the Spirit, to pray with my understanding, not knowing how do I pray about this. It was so disappointing. It seemed like this is happening again. 
That time he was in the hospital for seven days and then a six-week recovery. But the scriptures that, that kept coming to me was Psalm 18, 28. As I was going back and reliving from the past, the darkness of the past, I love it. Psalm 18, 28, New King James Version. You, Lord, you'll light my lamp. You, Lord, enlighten my darkness. Let, you, let me tell you, we still have it. We still have things from day to day, week to week, month to month, these past years. You have it. The personal choice. I'm going to stay with you, God. I'm going to keep loving you, believing your word. I'm going to remain faithful to you. You're faithful to me. And um, you want to share this last one we got? You got it. 2 Samuel 22, 29, New Living Translation. It sums it up wonderfully. Oh, Lord, you are my lamp. The Lord lights up my darkness. And that's the kind of darkness that comes during those times when you're going through those things and everything seems dark. But also you think, why? You, I don't understand this. You don't know what to do. You don't know what to say, maybe. Uh, things just aren't going your way. It's hard. Maybe there's some here in this group assembled here or maybe some watching us online that are going through things. And there's different levels of those, of severity with them. But the thing is that the Lord's lamp, it enlightens the darkness, it brings us out of depression and restores that joy of our salvation but it also brings light and illumination and revelation and direction for what to do. And we know, you know, there's times when the enemy, he would want us to think God is unfaithful. But we know that's not true. God is faithful, just like we sang about this morning. Even through these darkest times, and I can see why Joyce didn't want to do the, talk about them. It wasn't fun reliving them even as she shared them. But we look to the Lord and he brings us through it. Yes. And he'll bring you through it. Yes. Whatever it is you're going through. Again, some, some hearing this or watching this might be going through some really tough stuff right now. Don't give up. Don't quit. Keep your eyes upon Jesus and all the confusion, turmoil, stress, tribulation will be replaced by peace that comes from God through Jesus Christ because of his great redemptive work on Calvary, the cross, yes. that we're going to celebrate here <laughs> this morning. That's how it comes, yes. through him. Yes. If it wasn't for the yeah. cross, it's, yeah. we wouldn't be here this morning. That's right. But also, not just the cross, 
A resurrection. Yes, yes. Amen. Hallelujah. Who are you going one, one last scripture that it was on a morning when a um, little over a week ago, my quiet time, it was just like I had these papers sitting there. It's like, Lord, just really, I'd rather hear Steve share all the scriptures he has. That day from the Passion Bible, Psalm 50, verse 15, honor me by trusting in me in your day of trouble. Cry aloud to me, and I will be there to rescue you. Trust in him. You just keep trusting in him. You don't hide your face from the fact this is trouble. This is dark. You don't hide your face from that, but this is what you do. You keep trusting in him. As we prepare, Jim, work. I would say the importance for you individually that however you can to encourage you to have time or times when you can literally be alone so you can cry out to God. Maybe it's in the car, driving to work by yourself, whatever. Those times where you just, it's just you and the Lord. It's just you and the Lord. And just being real with him. Just being real with him. And then watch his rescue come. And as we prepare to receive the Lord's Supper together, um, we can know these truths, that it's through the cross, that this word, good news, is yes. brought to us when we're talking about bad news. Yes. And the thing is, in the hour that we're living in right now, you know, it can be individually, but we sense it even in our country, in the nation, in the world. There's a darkness out there. There's, there's clouds of darkness that form. And there may be very many dark hours ahead of and stressful hours, hard times. But what we're saying through what we've shared about things in our individual life, and you could share a lot of these testimonies too. I know you can. You've been there yourself. Yes. But no, trust in me. That's what the Lord is saying. Trust in me. Trust in me. No matter what happens in this world, trust in me. Look to me. Trust in me. Hallelujah. Well, now it's your time. You can, I think there's, there should be in your seats, there's a, I got one here somewhere, I thought. <laughs> oh, here it is. So, 1 Corinthians eleven twenty three. this is the last one on the sheet there. Around though for the while, for I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you that the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, he took bread. And we have that, and you can there's two layers. Move the top layer. 
He took the bread, and when he had given thanks, mm. he broke it. And you can break it. Just a representation of what happened to Jesus. And he said, take, eat, this is my body that is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And that's what we do, we're remembering what Jesus did for us. It's that because he was broken that we can be made whole. Even through the storms of life, the dark times of life, we can come and know his light and his life and his wholeness, his shalom. And that includes our physical bodies. I know many have dealt with physical diseases, bugs and flus and COVIDs and whatever. Let's receive his wholeness even as we partake this morning. Amen? So we do. In Jesus' name, let's, let's eat that. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to have you open that while I read this. You can open the grape juice now. <clears throat> In the same manner, he, that's Jesus, he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. I probably should have told you to be careful as you open it. Because it can jerk and spill. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And we're remembering, Lord Jesus, what you've done for us. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. And that's what we're doing. It's like we're shining a light as we partake of this together. We're shining the good news. We're proclaiming. That word proclaim, strong concordance, it means to promulgate, declare, preach, show, speak of and teach and that's what we do we speak it forth in Jesus name if you can get it open <laughs> here just poke a hole with I my just pen. got yours okay. thank you Lord can you get yours <laughs> thank you Lord Jesus yes Well, that's the thing about salvation. We must receive it, and yes. really it's not hard. <laughs> like this. <laughs> it's very easy. It's not as hard as even opening this cup. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, daughter Sarah. I'll trade you. <laughs> I believe one day we'll get back to the way we used to do it but right now this is the way we're doing it thank you Jesus that your blood was shed for us 
Those of you out there, you can partake with us too. We remember and we proclaim the new covenant in your blood, the forgiveness of all sin, the deleting, the wiping out, total removal. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You're so good. You're so good, Lord. Yes, you are, Lord. And Father, I just want to take the time to thank you for your faithfulness to us, Lord. It's new and fresh right now for this very breath. Thank you, Lord. We remember your faithfulness to us in our past days of living. Thank you, Lord, that you rescued us, you helped us, you delivered us, you encouraged us, you provided for us. And for some of us, maybe many of us, you've kept us alive to this very moment. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. We will continue to trust you with our minutes, our hours, our days. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes. Lord, we do cherish the old rugged cross. We cherish you. We're so thankful that you gave your life. And we know it was your plan, Father, from the foundation of the world. As soon as Adam and Eve sinned, Lord, there you had that word. That there would come one that would be our Redeemer and Savior. And we know that we'll forever be giving praise and glory to you. And now, Lord, I thank you that that your presence goes with us. Lord, we thank you for your mercy, your blessing, and that you do cause your face to shine upon us. We're aware of your presence. And we thank you that as your lamp shines in us and through us, that your way, your love will be known in the earth and your salvation among the nations. In Jesus' name, and everyone in agreement said, Amen. 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 So, now we're going to have fellowship and we have coffee and goodies and and um, praise God. Yes. We love you all. Yeah, love you. Enjoy the coffee time. And if you would night prayer, if you would night special prayer, we'll be up here to pray with you. We will be here. I'm going to 